0: hi everyone welcome back to another episode of your dose the podcast where we speak to individuals with lived mental health experiences to help people feel less alone and more connected now in today's episode we have our first ever in-person podcast which is really really exciting I filmed this in London before I moved to Australia with the incredible life coach and mindset coach, Hercules. I'm so grateful that Hercules was able to join me in person to share his wisdom on losing friends, battling weight fluctuations, and the stark reality of starting a business alongside all of the trials and triumphs of your 20s and how to navigate those Discover the keys to resilience and success as Hercules shares his insights on thriving in the face of challenges. Thank you so much for being here and listening to this podcast today. If you are here, please remember to subscribe if you are listening on YouTube and please remember to also follow if you are listening on Spotify so that you are able to keep up with all the latest episodes. Thanks so much and I hope you enjoy the episode today. Hercules, welcome to the Your Dose podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. Thank you for being here, my first ever no face-to-face problem. podcast. <laughs> a little bit nervous, but I'm really excited to have you here.
1: Thank you, yeah, I'm excited to be here.
0: So, I wanted to ask you something a little bit different, because obviously, yeah. um, I want to learn about you and what you're doing now, but I want to take it back a little bit to what you were like before Hercules today. <laughs> so, sure. let's take it back a little bit to... The younger version of Hercules. How old are you now, if you don't me? Asking? So I'm
1: 29. I'm 20. creeping. I'm creeping out my 20s.
0: Yeah. Okay, yeah. Offended. Same, 27. So <laughs> feel you, but um, yeah. Take it back a little bit. What was Hercules like before Hercules today?
1: Yes, it's funny actually. It's a good question because um, when I was a kid, I went through this uh, transition period where being a kid in like East London and having the name Hercules was like really it was quite difficult um I went through a bit of a blip in my health when I was around seven or eight I can't actually remember but basically I had like a hemorrhage and yeah it was it was really bad I was really ill and I ended up with like a really weird skin condition after where I had, like, I am going somewhere with this, by the way. I had, like, all these, uh, like, white patches all over my body. Like, my pigmentation went with. So, when I got better and was back, like, in school and stuff, I said to my mum, she's already spelled with my dad at that time, it was just with my mum, and I was like, I don't want to go in and be called Hercules anymore. Like, kids are already going to, like, pick on me, and I just, like, want to fit in and be normal. So... My uncle at the time was called Lee, and it was, like, Hercules, and it kind of, like, fit. So this, like, alter ego of, like, Lee was created when I was probably, like, eight up until... So you were
0: eight years old at the time when you were getting... Yeah, when this
1: happened, yeah. And you
0: wanted to change your name?
1: Yeah, it was weird, right? Like, even... Oh my gosh. So then when I started secondary school, I was, like, all my legal name and stuff was still Hercules on the documents. So I had to, like, rush to the first register all the time to say to the new teacher, like don't call me that, make sure you call me Lee, blah, blah, blah. And, um, yeah, it was such a, like, drain having to, like, almost keep up, like, the secret or lie. And, like, eventually, like, people just knew. And I'd be like, no, that's, like, what Lee translates to in Greek because, like, I'm Greek. And I was, like, really afraid of being that person. I wanted to be the same as everyone else. I wanted to, like, fit in. I didn't want to, like, be tanned. I wanted to just, like, look normal and just, like, have a normal name. And... That was pretty much me, like, through the whole of school and my early adult life, just doing the best I could to, like, I was a real people pleaser and just wanted everyone to, like, really like me. And that was, like, Lee for me in this sort of sense. And it wasn't until I started getting into, like, my early 20s, mid-20s when I realised that Lee was, like, this cover-up. It was, like, a safety blanket of... I fit in, I'm normal, I'm, like, sort of just can be the same as everyone else. But I think really for me, I had a real chip on my shoulder growing up. I was very much like a why me person, cups half empty. The whole world's against me. Everything's hard. Like, I don't have any handouts. Every job is difficult. Like, and really, was really self-destructive, actually. Doing things to impress people that didn't even really like me. I didn't really like them. Just wanted to like go with the trend. And yeah, it wasn't until I hit like my mid twenties when I realized what am I doing here? Like I've covered up my identity, who I am completely changed myself to like try and just fit in and impress other people. And I think I never really truly felt myself. So yeah, I think it was kind of like 23, 24 when I was like, I need to sort of address this. And That was kind of when like Hercules, me as a person, sounds like I'm talking about someone else, but that's when I kind of become like who I am now and got more um, comfortable with myself and um, yeah, put myself first and done things for myself and pushed myself and sort of went on a path of like self-development, but Yeah. yeah, early me was... Of like a quite
0: insecure by the Yeah,
1: yeah, insecure, anxious. Um, was always worried about what people thought about me. If people liked me. Yeah. Um, I used to like look at my friends' families and like wish I had a functional sort of like family like that and people that I like, would live at home with their mum and dad and things like that. So I was always like looking at what I didn't have, not what I did have. Yeah. Um, and that is a really negative mindset. Place to be because you're like never going to be happy or fulfilled yeah. with what you do have. So I was always just seeking for this like utopian moment in my life where everything could be fine. And ran away, went to Asia, done travel, like went really? traveling, did this, done all these things, always chasing that like height, destination. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah, yeah, like chasing the high for sure. Um Yeah, so that kind of brought me to now.
0: Um, so. Did you lose friends in the process of becoming Hercules? Yeah. Anymore? And what and how that must have been quite difficult.
1: Yeah, it is. It's still difficult now. Um, That's a good question. It's like I was, I sort of was hanging around with a lot of the same people that would kind of be doing a lot of self destructive things, drinking, stuff down that lines, or just like being unproductive from when. I was like, I started my own business and was like pushing myself to do that. It was interesting to see who stayed around and helped with that and who stopped hitting me up when it wasn't me going and drinking to and the, yeah. like bar and buying around and doing this yeah, and yeah, being yeah. the guy that gives everyone lifts and all that stuff. So yeah. there was definitely a shift of when I felt like I was letting people down. And once I kind of got over that hurdle, you realized that the people only really liked they didn't like me they liked that version of me that really wasn't me so it it, i mean it doesn't really make it any easier it was definitely a transition when um i lost a lot of i say lost i mean i sort of broke away from a lot of people in my life i think sometimes you have to realize that people people come and go and sometimes hanging on to something that isn't meant to be it's just like detouring you even further on life so Yeah, but I mean, at that point, like I was in, I mean, I was in a relationship, I had like a best friend and all of these things and all of that kind of just disappeared off the face of the earth. So there was a period of time where I was really lonely and alone Yeah, and didn't quite know how to cope with that. So...
0: But you knew that that was the path that you were meant to be on.
1: Yeah, but not all the time. Because it's it's interesting. You have to, like, remind... I was having a conversation yesterday with someone as well about, like, being positive and how being positive isn't about being happy and smiling all the time, which I thought I had to be, which, in my opinion, is toxic if we... That's not the human experience. Human experience is up and down. And mm. it was more reminding myself that being positive is, you know what, this is bad right now, and this is dark, and this is hard. But, it can but be better. Exactly, and I can get through... I know I can get through the other end because I've got through everything that's already happened to me. So there was a lot of reminding myself, yeah, this is tough, but it's like, it's going to get better. The right people are going to be around me eventually. I'm going to be in the right place. But yeah, there was definitely, um, there was definitely blips in time when I like struggled to just sit at home alone Yeah, and kind of slipped up a little bit in terms of like turning to things to like... Yeah, yeah. cover up that time um, that were probably not as positive as they should be or just being obsessed with things like going to the gym for like four hours a day and just stuff like that there was... it's
0: an addiction to keep your mind off what's actually going on
1: yeah exactly and more of a like well if I just stay here then I haven't got to go home and sit there and stay on your
0: own Yeah,
1: so yeah
0: so you mentioned that you on one of your most recent Instagram posts that you did a marathon amazing yes um, but I noticed that you had actually eighteen months ago been a completely different person in terms yeah, of yeah, like yeah. you mentioned that you were depressed and you would have probably gone and stuck yourself into yeah, ice cream yeah. and whatever. And I thought that was obviously really sad but really interesting. Yeah. And there must be a lot of people there is a lot of people that listen to my podcast in their twenties who I know are struggling probably a similar stage in their life whether they're either depressed yeah. or they're struggling to, like, pull themselves out of a really bad phase. What was it that made you make that change?
1: Yeah, so for a bit of context, I my way... I've actually never said this really to anyone or, like, spoke about it publicly, but my way of, like, dealing with things when I was younger was, like, food and eating. And I developed a really unhealthy relationship with, like, for me, that quick dopamine was sitting down and having a bad Christmas and stuff like that. And I didn't realise that I created, like, a really bad habit for myself as I got older. And I've, like, lost loads of weight before and got, like, really ripped and in shape and then come out of it and, like, kind of fluctuated through phases and... Yeah, like, a couple years ago, I was in one of them blips again where I'd put on weight again without even realising.
0: Was this when you were Hercules?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's just still, like, so... So It's
0: weird, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's weird for me. It was, like, two, like, split people, but...
1: I know, it's bizarre. So, I stopped, like, really... um, Lee was kind of, like, from 22 previously. So yeah, for like the last eight years, that's always been me. But which used to bother me more actually, I'm going off the tangent here, but I will get back to it. Because when I'm like, right, I have to really be who I am and I'm Hercules and stuff, I feel like I would be letting myself down because it's such a like bold name to live up to. I'm named after my granddad and I felt like I was letting people down by going through these up and down phases. But Um. so yeah, a couple years ago I went through some stuff that was Like, really stressful for me at the time. Yeah. Um, I was really busy with, like, business and work, and I was putting that first. I'd gone through, like, a breakup that I just wasn't dealing with in the way I should, and I was living really hedonistic. I was going out all the time, dating all the time, and just doing things to just, like, cover it up. And then one day, what pulled me out was I had realised that, actually, the pain of staying the same and being who I was... Mm was outweighing the pain of changing because life like life is hard and life is difficult no matter what you do it's going to be there's going to be discomfort but pain is almost like a currency and we choose how we spend it and I think you can either invest it in growing something and becoming a better version of yourself and developing life skills and you know becoming whatever it is having a stronger body all these things or you can sort of just spend it on staying the same, letting all your dreams fly out the window and every day that passes by, you get forever and forever away to like this ideal version of yourself. And I think we feel pain when we know in our minds we could be better, but we're not. We know we should do things and we're not doing them and we know we have more to give, but we let our emotions get on top of us. So for me, it was very much, I was at a time where I would wake up and the first thing I would Like, I'd wake up, my eyes would open, and I would just be like, you're a piece of shit. Sorry to swear. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah. Um, And I would just be, like, so negative to myself. I'd just be like, can't believe I'm here again. And and then I would cover that up by just doing... I'd just repeat the same thing. Well, do you know what? If I go home tonight, I'll just put a movie on, and I'll just eat, whatever, and, like, I'll just feel good for that little blip moment. And then it would be like, how am I in such a destructive pattern... Whilst being so conscious of how destructive it is. So it felt really I felt like an idiot. Um and I've been But
0: that's kind of interesting because what you're explaining is basically a food addiction.
1: Yeah, 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 so for like, sure. So for sure.
0: Yes, it's destructive and most people who who are addicted to something yeah. know that what they're doing is wrong. But because they're in a cycle of addiction they can't break out of it.
1: Well, I was addicted to pleasure. Yeah. Because I would go through phases of like not eating and getting like in great shape when I was like dating every weekend or something like that. I was addicted to doing things that covered up discomfort. Like I would avoid pain and discomfort in my life and just do things that would make me feel good because why would I not? I want to feel good. But I think when you have a quick release of dopamine, when you get something good that can be acquired quickly, what you do is. you get short-term pleasure and the price that you pay for that is like long-term pain. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you can invest in short-term pain, you get long-term pleasure. And that was the trade-off that I started to realise was actually when I do these things, although every day I'm suffering in these small moments of like going for a run or, you know, not like refusing to eat something that I know I shouldn't eat and like being at a party and, you know, not having cake and all these things. When you sacrifice them small moments, you end up having a much easier life by, you know, you do what's hard and your life is easy, do what's easy and your life is hard, that type of quote. So, yeah, i would realised that actually just maintaining this and being this and staying the same, this is going to be a really difficult life. I might as well just yeah, switch yeah. my difficulty to, right... I'm gonna get out of this, and I'm gonna get out of this for good this time. So,
0: which is not easy though to be no, able to pull yourself out of it. Have you had any blips in the past eighteen months where you have wanted to go back to?
1: Yeah, like in the last two weeks.
0: <laughs> and what if there is somebody that's listening that that has those moments where they might have a blip? What is your advice to get yourself out of it?
1: um forgiveness like every day is a new day and I think people forget that there's no rule in life that you need to be the same person you were yesterday today and I think the issue is that you haven't had a bad day a bad hour a bad week it's when we allow it to become a bad month and a bad quarter and a bad six months and a bad year that's when it's really a problem and one bad day One meal that you shouldn't have eaten, one gym session that you've skipped, one bad day at work is not going to unravel all the hard work and dedication and progress that you're putting in. And people, I think, want to be perfect all the time. And that doesn't exist. And I've realised that now. And it's not about practising to be perfect. It's about practising to just make progress. So I think a lot of people, when they're on that um, journey, they go, right, I'm, that's it, I'm changing everything in my life, I'm going to be 100% better. And they set themselves such high expectations that yeah. it's kind of impossible to reach. Inevitably, in a few days, they let themselves down and then they've gone two steps forward, 10 steps back, they're back to square one and they feel awful in themselves. Mm. I think it's about breaking things down to like small, achievable, attainable attainable daily steps. Yeah. 1% better every day, something that you can achieve, the I think it's more in reach. And then when you start to achieve it, you start to feel good and you get on a bit of a upward spiral. So it's, you are going to have down days, you're going to have bad days and you need to allow yourself to have them. And it's just how you feel. You're not your feeling. It's not your identity. It's like a separate thing to you. And I think you need to, people just need to kind of detach themselves from that, allow themselves to feel it and know that. You know it's not going to last forever it will pass tomorrow's a new day a new opportunity. I think people think that everything's ruined now, and that's yeah. it it's it's done and i I've failed but
0: there's always another opportunity to start again
1: yeah and i yeah and i I think you have to look at failure different. I did a video on this yesterday actually, and what I was saying was the you can call it failure or you can call it experience or you can call it 100%. and you can call it lessons and if you the more the merrier. Like the more the more you The more times
0: you fail, the more you learn.
1: Exactly. And you the more experience you've got to go forward and go, right, I've done it like that, it didn't work like that. This doesn't work for me. So you're just gaining it's you're just gaining life experience and that's kind of what I tell myself now. I think it's I think the first five minutes when you wake up are so crucial mm. in terms of if you jump straight on your phone and you've got someone to compare to and you're looking at this fake life that people have and edited bodies and all the rest of it you're already in this comparison space of, and that's going to suck all the joy and happiness out of you. And I think the first thing that we have to do in the morning is have a positive inner dialogue with ourselves. Even if you wake up and you have them thoughts where you feel like a failure or you're unhappy with yourself, you have to sort of counter that very quickly and go, no, today's a new day. Yeah, The past is the past and I'm moving forward. This is what I'm doing today. This is what I'm executing. With a positive mindset, I think you'll be surprised just talking to yourself in that way how powerful it can be first thing in the day it kind of sets the tone for the
0: rest, the rest of the day, day. Yeah, yeah for sure so that was very good advice by the way Thank you. um <laughs> I, I wanted to go into a little bit about your your tiktoks because that's how i yes. originally found you so you do these i've not actually looked too much at your tiktoks so i wanted to ask yeah, you yeah. a few questions on it rather than go digging into all the tiktoks that you've done but you do these morning walks and you you give advice and you give inspiration which is incredible and and the stuff that you talk about is so relatable particularly for people in their 20s Um, but before we go into that I wanted to ask you is this something that you've always been into like speaking openly as a male in that way in your up for...
1: Yeah I think I've always been like a... um... Yeah. Uh, what's the way of describing it? I've always been, like, a uh, someone that will be, like, the advocate for, like, ha- saying what needs to be said type thing. Like, in yeah. school, I was so mouthy. Like okay. When we, like, wasn't allowed to, like, do our top and undone, I'd be like, right, I'm starting a petition, like, I'm doing a debate. <laughs> like, I would always be very vocal about what I felt was the right thing.
0: Yeah. I've
1: always been, like, humanitarian, like, probably over empathetic a lot of the time um and yeah for me I always like whenever anything was going on in the world I always felt like I had to vocalize things and how I felt which is good and bad not always everything that you need to talk about now which I've realized but for me I always felt passionate about helping other people and when I kind of went through that transition of being really lost in my early 20s and not knowing what the hell I was doing, out of shape in debt and all the rest of it to where I am now. I remember at that time being like, there's no way I'm ever getting out of this. This is my life and Mm. I hate it and I don't even want to be it. And now I'm me and I'm like, okay, well, I got out of that and I need to help as many other people do the same because I know that it's possible. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, I I was never really scared to like, I was never scared to have an uncomfortable conversation. I was never unscared to like confront what needed to be confronted um, and probably spoke a little bit too much. Um, So one day I picked up my phone and I had a rant basically that was just like, why people always say, yeah, I'm not bad. Like, when you ask them how they are, people never really say, like, that they're good and they're always nearly the weekend and, like, everyone's yeah, just yeah. wishing their time away. I did a video on that and I didn't even think about it really and I just uploaded it. That was, like, my first video. So, would
0: you use TikTok on social media before this?
1: I used, like, Instagram. And were and... you growing...
0: Were you, like, did you have um, experience building a brand? No, there, I, so you would just... well.
1: I'd used... We'd used Instagram to build my business's brand, but I didn't really head the social side of things. So, I mean, I had, like, personally a few thousand followers, um, but my Instagram was very much like, here's what I'm doing in my life, and there was no context behind it. Just, like, a normal, I'm on holiday type Instagram. Yeah, yeah. And um, I would post some music stuff on there because I do a lot of music as well. And, um, yeah, that was, like, the first me being real or serious on TikTok that I'd done and I just uploaded it and put my phone away and that was it and then like I think I went on a day later and I was like whoa it's got like how many like la-
0: was it, had
1: it gone like viral I say viral is funny because to me it's viral but to <laughs> other people it's not but it had like a 100,000 views in the first day and I was like what the hell And it was just blowing up yeah and it kept going and I was like oh okay I'll do another one again. and <laughs> yeah. um it got like it got more serious as I went on because that first video I was getting people message me that were like, I needed to hear that so much. I'm going through this in my life. And I was getting like some really heavy messages and comments. Yeah. And I was like feeling obliged to reply to everyone. And I was spending a lot of my time doing that. And then, yeah, I guess I ended up feeling obliged. Like, okay, I know I've got a voice. I know I can articulate things in a way that are relatable. Mm. I think a lot of people that talk about, I don't know, mental health or like life advice and things like that. It's always, I think it can be in an unrelatable way and it's like not, I don't know. It never really sounds sustainable or achievable, especially when you look at, I think a lot of, I'm not calling anyone out. I can't even think of anyone, but like motivational videos and it's always talking about like millions of pounds and all this crazy stuff. And I'm like, sometimes people just need a pat on the back they need to know that...
0: And a normal person as well to have that conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rather than it be some big influencer that's telling you how you should live your life. But it's yeah. like not everyone can relate to that person.
1: Yeah, and I always struggled with like... When someone does like a day in the life and things like that, they're always going to show you like this is the perfect morning mm-hmm. routine and stuff like that. And no one does that stuff every day. No one lives perfect every day like when I go on TikTok live people are how do you stay motivated and disciplined every day I'm like I don't (laughs) I'm like I just don't that doesn't exist like some days I say to a lot of people my TikTok is like a personal diary a lot of the videos that I say I'm talking to myself and I'm going through that thought process in that day
0: it's like a journal
1: yeah 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 for sure so whatever's been sort of bothering me I will then just pick up the camera and talk about that so yeah, I kind of just realized, actually, this is really what I want to do. I can help people here. Obviously, I was doing like life coaching anyway, but this was a way to kind of give something back that was for free and could reach way more people. And I ended up just really enjoying like speaking to people and them saying, I watch videos, they really help. I don't normally stop and watch things like this, but yours is so relatable. And I, like you've hit the nail on the head and I was like yeah this is what I want to do it
0: feels amazing doesn't it when you yeah. receive those messages like even now when I I get a message from someone who's watched my podcast and they say how much it's helped them and yeah. how how they can relate to it or they don't feel alone anymore like yeah and that obviously motivates you to keep doing it
1: yeah for sure like now if I I mean I basically upload every day if I have a blip or I don't upload I like feel bad as if people are sitting there waiting for me to upload they're probably not but <laughs> It just feels like I'm putting out the right energy each day that I want into the world, and that's my way of doing it and yeah. watching it hit some videos, a couple thousand people, some of them now like seven, eight, 800,000 people, whoever it hits, if they can watch that and go, yeah, thanks for that, I needed yeah. someone to tell me. Because there was a lot of times where I needed someone to tell me that they were proud of me or that I was going to be all right, and I didn't have that, and now I want to be that For other people, so...
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, going into the life coaching a little bit... Yeah. How long have you been a life coach for?
1: Uh, So, I've been qualified for five years now.
0: So, what were you doing before you were a life coach? So,
1: I'm still doing the same thing that I'm doing now. So, basically, uh, eight years ago, me and a friend set up a food delivery app. We'd, like, kind of... No one knew of, like, delivery or delivery, or anything like that then... And we were like, it would be really good if someone went to all the local independent restaurants and basically brought it to your house. So we created an app. Um, We found a guy that could like help us with the tech side of things. And we started that eight years ago and we went through like hell and back for that to work. There were so many times where we should have just gave up. Like, going, like, bankrupt, I, like, lost my flat, I had to, like, live on... Really? Yeah, I had to, like, live on uh, my business partner's mum's sofa for, like, six months, it was, like...
0: What was it that made you keep going then, when that was happening?
1: It was more like, we're already all in, like, what is there, why stop? Like, I'd even borrowed my sister's house deposit without her... Um, without her partner knowing and I was like I'll pay you back like I will pay you back I need it because what did you
0: need it for was it for the business or was it for you no
1: it was for like HMRC like we didn't even understand what we were doing we were like we didn't know we had to like pay employee tax so many things but I remember like thinking I don't know where this money's coming from to get to give it back we basically had someone who was supposed to invest and they kind of done us over and we lost a lot of money lessons learned being young but yeah I'd borrowed that money off my sister we had nothing I was like living off money in the car we would go out 20 hours a day each and actually deliver stuff at that point Um we would like our office would get robbed all the time we would just get knocked for money and it was just it was crazy and then literally I borrowed that money and I was like right I need this needs something needs to happen here and then like two weeks later we got investment from someone and that was it from there it was still up and down but Mm. we started going on the upward trajectory and now we're still running so there's like um nearly 300 people that are in the business and um yes it it's a bit bizarre now and sometimes on like a friday night and there's i'm like there's so many drivers on the road that are like come from this idea what's the company called uh, go getters yeah, actually, yeah. So, our niche basically is we only deliver for independent owns, we don't do any of the major chains, anything wow, like that. So, cool. so, we're operating in like the southeast. So, um, that is in like its eighth year. That's my bread and butter. That's like my main sort of thing. What I do, and when that started to get Big. A lot of people were saying to me, like, I need to ask you some business advice, Can, like, people from where I, I lived. And I've been like, yeah, no worries, like, let's chat. I soon quickly realised people didn't want business advice. They were, like, asking for, like, life advice and help. And then they were, like, struggling to pull themselves out of a rut. And they were like, how have you done it? And then I w- realised I want to help people. I need to go and, like, get qualified and understand mm-hmm. what I'm doing properly, which is why I decided to go and do, like, a life coach qualification. Mm-hmm. And now that's like my passion. That's like my sort of like moral tank being filled up. So basically I do I do them two things. That's like my day to day. Um So I have like a more of a strict, very business oriented day. And then also like work with my clients, which is more oh coaching people. So yeah, a bit of a balance between the two.
0: So many questions. So before the so how old were you when you started the app business 20,
1: 20 just turned
0: 22 wow that's so young yeah did you know what you wanted to be before that like what no were you like really academic or what was your
1: um I'd done well in school but I didn't it sounds really arrogant but I didn't put effort in I i not done okay.
0: One of those annoying people.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, I got, like, kicked out of school for months on time. and was back in and out all the time. I was... I wasn't, like, naughty. It wasn't, like, fighting and stuff like that. I just, like, I had a... I was probably too opinionated and replied and answered to everything and would always, like, just do what I wanted and sold sweets in school. Yeah. It's, like, always hustling. It's and...
0: funny, isn't it? Because... They always, I, I used to sell random things and they always say that people who sell things when they're younger always go on to be yeah. entrepreneurs and it's like a pattern. We always...
1: Well, our school was like a business and enterprise school. And I was oh, like, really? this is enterprise here. It's six of these for a pound or 20p <laughs> each. Like, I'm, I'm doing a great job. But yeah, they were really, they weren't happy about that. So I then went to college for like three months, didn't finish it. Mm. Sign up to a degree, didn't finish it, um, like an open university And what thing. what
0: were you planning on doing at UST? Oh, like,
1: I think at that time it was like accountancy. I was like, my mum, bless her, brightly so, was like, you need to get your head into something that's going to do you well. She got me a job in a junior lawyers. Uh, I think they sacked me off for like two months because <laughs> I just didn't take it seriously. And my head was always turning at like, what can I do for me? Yeah. But... I worked so many jobs that I hated, like, retail. Um, Before I started my business, I literally worked at Weatherspoons in Stansted Airport. Like, just hating my life. Starting at four in the morning, finishing at 12. And, yeah, I kind of... Something just clicked one day, and I was like, right, there's people that work there that are, like, in their 50s, 60s, and, like, no hate to them. They've done great, and they've worked their way up the company. But I was like, can't be me. They're, like... I remember just sitting there one day like, this is your life. This is going to be your life if you carry on doing this. And I was on a holiday at the time and the idea just like came into my head and I was like, cool, now or never. And I had no idea what I was doing. I just went on the company's house, registered the business. That's like my biggest tip to people is you don't need to know. You don't need to like study business. You don't need to do all these things. I've learned everything.
0: By just doing it.
1: By just doing it and failing and making mistakes and figuring out the right way to do it. Like, now, if I was to go for something new, it wouldn't be a walk in the park. But, like, I know the foundations, the operations of running a business. I know the trials and tribulations, typically, that you have when you have staff and all these types of things. I've learned so much Mm. on, like, um, skills that just can't be attained anywhere but being in that moment over the last eight years. But definitely... Wasn't savvy, wasn't tech savvy, didn't have money to start it, like really, yeah. really went in on like, you should just go and deliver the 3D1 and carve like a PayPal machine. Like we were the first delivery drivers and we started with a mobile phone, we didn't even have an app. So we was doing it all by text message. And wow. Yeah, we just, we like grinded it out for the first 18 months to the point where people went, okay, this can be a thing, we'll sort of help you out with it. So
0: That's interesting because... One of the things that I was going to go on to, but I'll I'll kind of like bypass it a little bit, because I wanted to talk to you about common struggles that we all face in our 20s. And one of the biggest ones is, I think, feeling lost or being in a career that you hate, but not leaving because you're comfortable and taking that risk. And I really wanted to talk about risk-taking and your perspective on it, because I'm moving to Australia.
1: Yeah, amazing.
0: I've been for five years saying, I'm going to move to Australia. Every single year, I'm moving to Australia. I'm moving to Australia. Everyone's like, at this point, bored of it. Because I keep saying it, but I just do nothing about it. And there was always another reason not to go. I found like, I'd be in a relationship. That'd be a reason not to go. Or like, oh, I'm going to get a promotion at work. That's a reason not to go. Oh, but I've just moved to London and I really like London. That's another reason not to go. But in the back of my mind, it was something that I always knew that I wanted to do. Yeah. And it's crazy now that I've actually made that decision to just move and book the flight, how many things in my life have changed. Like I would genuinely, I would never have been here today with you. I don't think, had I not booked that flight, I would have found a reason to talk myself out of it. So I've been like this is this is really uncomfortable situation for me. I'm not naturally a confident person. Like being public speaking for me, yeah, always really struggled with it yeah but I was like it was weird two days ago this is me being really honest now two days ago I was like I just cancel on him actually like I, I don't know <laughs> if I want to do it yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I'm being very vulnerable here saying this but I think there's so many people who who will just not not take that step or not do something because they're so
1: comfortable
0: with their current situation Um, excuse me yeah and then that only then i found feeds into this cycle of well i'm just a person who says they're going to do something then doesn't do it Mm. um so yeah what is your advice for people who are in that situation because i know especially in london from my time here there are so many people that do a job that they hate just because it pays well or because their parents think they should be doing it and actually like they've got a passion for something completely different yeah what they don't. That's,
1: I think I I love this quote and I say it all the time and it's the good is the enemy of your great and what it means is like that job that you just said that pays well or the relationship you're in or the idea that you might get a promotion um, they're all things that are like good and comfortable and all they are is like a chain and ball in your ankle holding you back from... Being great and go after what you really want mm. and i often say to people lay out all the options on the table all the decisions that like you need to make and pick the most uncomfortable decision because i yeah, seen one.
0: that video yeah
1: that's the one where your growth is that's the one where all the things that you want in life are hiding and the reason that it's so uncomfortable for you is because you haven't maybe developed the skills yet it's going to put you outside your comfort zone mm-hmm. it's going to make you feel vulnerable but something like what you've just said, something magical happens in that moment. When you do that and you go to that bit in your life and you you throw yourself in the deep end, whether it's like moving to the other side of the world or moving to a new city or starting a podcast or starting a side hustle, when you're in that moment and you start to to realise, okay, I can do things and I can actually achieve things and there's no reason that this can't work out for me. The most difficult step is the first one of... Mm. saying you're going to do it and then doing the first thing like for example like with the marathon I was like I'll book a marathon and worry about it later and like the hardest bit's done I'm doing it now booking the flight and going I'm going yeah yeah so just do like if for people it's like do the hard part hand in the resignation letter do all that stuff and the rest will like it just it will figure itself out and people go how and I go you will figure it out because you're yeah. in a position where you will have to level up, you will have to grow. Obviously, you've, if you've got kids and you've got bills to pay and all that stuff, don't just quit your job and do nothing. It's always about you know what is what is what you really want. Get that plan together, prepare for it, execute that. But you have to be prepared to get uncomfortable every 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 day. It's like you need to get comfortable in that in that mm-hmm. place. And I think people often. Shy away and hide hide away from what's hard because obvious reasons people don't want to face what's hard. But I think you you wouldn't look back in you're not going to look back in thirty years ago. Wish I didn't book that flight. to no, australia I'm so glad I didn't go to Australia. Yeah, and I'd just try here.
0: and it not work. The amount of people that have been like, why are you going to Australia? Why yeah. are you moving to the other side of the world? You know, you've just started this podcast, like. Surely, it's not going to work over there, and yeah. they're all could potentially all feed into this mindset of of me not making that move. But yeah. if I if I want something enough, I it, I will make it work.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. But yeah, I think people are always just looking for reasons not to be in uncomfortable positions.
1: Yeah, I think what happens is we find a reason to not do something, and what we don't realise, I call it, it's like glorified procrastination. Like you're finding an excuse to not do it, like, oh, well, I can't quit work because, you know, I'll be letting so-and-so down and all the rest of it, but you're letting yourself down. You're letting your dreams down, your ideas down, that ideal version of yourself that you want to become. Mm. You're never going to achieve it if you're too worried about, about other people other people, and making sure that everyone else is okay and that your company's okay and all the rest of it. Like, you will always be replaceable in them situations but when you do something for yourself, and when you go after your own dreams, that's when you become irreplaceable. That's when you become unique. and That's when you become yourself who you're supposed to be. So mm. people just need to take the lead more. I know they,
0: it's... they do, but it's but I think it's it's difficult. But I can't tell you how much has changed since I've just yeah. decided to do it, and how many people have been like, "Oh, I'd love to move to Australia. Do it then." Yeah. But it's but it's
1: but there's, there's always a... a but. That's the thing. But yeah, yeah, but yeah. That and, you know, exactly.
0: Yeah. So the other thing, so while, while we're on things in our twenties, um, so caring about what other people think. So this could very much relate to this podcast. Like, I mean, this was a reason why I didn't start it. I was thinking, what what are people going to think about me? Who am I to talk about mental health and life? Like, like, like I know something, who am I to interview people about their mental health? Um, And in the end, you know, I still care now. Like, I still think, oh, I'm I'm not good enough. You know, what massive imposter syndrome. Um, But obviously, you do a lot of talking on social media. Yeah. And how do you deal with that?
1: Yeah, I. The issue is the issue isn't what people think about you, the issue is that you care. Mm. And that is people always are gonna have an opinion. People are always gonna have something to say. A lot of the time it's a reflection of a lot of the time when I think people have something to say about what you're doing, it's because it's a it's either a reflection on envy and not envy necessarily in you, but that they don't have the sort of courage to go and do what they want. Mm. And um, you know, it could be it could be jealousy, it could be that, you know it's maybe brought up something in them that they want to go after. And I think sometimes people's defence mechanism is just kind of taking the mick out of other people and what they're doing. But at the end of the day, I just think you have to block that part out. I, I genuinely believe that hate and the punches thrown always come from below. I've never really seen or heard anyone who I kind of look up to in my space that sends that kind of energy down. And I think that's an important thing to remember. I think no matter what you do, there's like this period of time where it's just going to be cringy. And it's like kind of corny. (laughs) no one's really liking your posts you're like doing your gym videos you're doing your like podcast you're yeah. like making your whatever it is it could be literally i don't know why it's coming kind of hair but like <laughs> hair bands or whatever you're doing your little arts and crafts thing and yeah. it will be cringy for a period of time but absolutely everyone
0: it has to start somewhere
1: starts on that cringe yeah. journey and then you like climb this mountain and when you get to the top bang you're there and you're going to look back. And all of a sudden, the people that were ignoring you and not liking your stuff are asking you for help. Or how did you get there? Or how can I do this? And you just have to ride it out and have faith that that is the journey. Like anyone, most music artists, like people that do millions of streams now would have uploaded to SoundCloud first and got a couple hundred plays. They've sent their, they've sent their EP to so many a and R, so many labels, like people. The difference between them is they didn't quit and they didn't stop and they kept pushing and they kept going no matter what other people think no about like even in my business, the amount of people that said this isn't gonna work, this is not a good idea or it won't make money, so many investors, if the first like five at the time adults with a lot of money that told me your idea doesn't work, if I just went, Well he must know what he's talking about and then gone, Cool, let's call it a day. Crazy. Yeah, I would never be here. So You have to, like, I really think, listen to your inner dialogue and know that that's your purpose. And if it makes you feel good, and if you're putting something good out there and you're enjoying doing it, it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. And I really like this quote that says, the people that matter won't mind, and the people who mind don't matter. So true. And it, it, like, it really is. Like, anyone that is judging you on what you're doing... Like, Did not matter? It's not so important. There's eight billion people in this world, not everyone is gonna like you. And yeah. I, I suffered with that in my 20s of being like, What do you, what do you mean they don't like me? Why, how can they not like so me? Bad. I am had it
0: as well, so bad. But
1: it's just fine. Like, you don't like, I don't like every like, think about food, for example. Not everyone yeah. likes the same food and the same taste or the same. We don't have the same favorite color, say color car. It's just preference. And I think it's the same with people. We're not everyone's preference, and that's fine. Some people don't want to be spoken too softly, some people. Need something more harsh and vice versa, and it's just look. Your people are out there, but if you hide away too much, you won't find them.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting because you mentioned about this rant where you were just being like fully the authentic version of you. Yeah, just having a conversation about exactly what was going on in your head. Yeah, and did probably didn't script it like it no. was just it was just Hercules. like yeah, yeah, just yeah. having a conversation about whatever was going on at the time. You uploaded that, and that reached so many people because people resonated with it yeah because you were being you and like I think for me always I've tried to like I've started businesses that failed and like it's always because I was trying to do something which is what I thought I should be doing yeah or like started an e-commerce business because I thought that was and thinking too much about monetizing things yeah and like when I actually stripped it back and was like what is it that I actually care about like why am I doing this I'm selling products that I think will help people because yeah. I care about people because I want to make a difference because I like that feeling of people emailing me and saying, "Wow, this product helped me so much."
1: Yeah.
0: And so, when stripping it back to like, why am I doing this? And then actually taking all the like monetizing away and starting this podcast and, and like just having conversations with people and being like, this, this is authentic. This is me. Yeah. This is what I like doing, and it's the first thing that I've ever done in my life where it's actually like wait, this is actually, this could be something. Yeah. Because it's just me. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. So,
0: and that, and that's exactly the same for you, like, with the, with the TikTok. And obviously you were, you have been a life coach, but yeah. still, like, the, you'd probably never put it so.
1: Yeah, I tried, because after that first one, I tried to, like, I put a bit of pressure on myself to, like, plan the next few, and I was, like, trying to write stuff and all the rest of it. And then I quickly stopped that because I was like, ah, not enjoying it anymore, like for a few weeks. Mm. Now, probably for the last six, eight months, I don't script my videos at all. I literally just put Pretty the fine. camera on and just talk. And that, like you said, being authentic and just doing what you're and what makes you happy. I don't think now about like will this video bring in clients or do I need to speak like this and how will I make money off of it? It's like, if you just do you and you do you well, all that stuff will come and everyone else has already taken. So there's no point trying to be someone else and be what people want you to be. The only expectation we should have is the expectations that we hold on ourselves. And I think it's really important for people to realise that it doesn't matter what other people want you to be or what you think you should be because society tells us we should... Like, all dress a certain way, look a certain way, eat this food, go to that restaurant, hang around this place. And if you try and do all of that, like, you're gonna burn out. What you need to do is, like, what does your soul tell you? Like, what is your intuition that, like, gut feeling? I think that's what people need to follow more because that's where, that's where, like, real happiness and contentness is. Yeah, not getting. I've said this before, right, is that like the destination, like where you want to get the goal, is like one percent of your time. And the journey is like the 99%. So 99% of your time is spent acquiring something. So if you're acquiring something and that's the only reason you're gonna be happy and you hate the whole process, you're not gonna enjoy yourself, are you? Just to get like maybe a bit of money or something like that. Yeah. You need to be doing something where 99% of your time you enjoy. And then you're like, oh, did I achieve that? Cool. It's like the man who enjoys walking will walk further than the man who enjoys the destination. Yeah, you need to be like immersed in enjoying what you're doing, and then it, it just feels naturally a happens. Yeah, for time. sure. Yeah.
0: So, taking back to the life coach, um, what? Who do you typically? Well, who are your typical clients? Is it male? Is it males?
1: It's really funny actually because when I was like first putting videos out they weren't, like, addressed to anyone in particular, but in my head, I was, like, more speaking to a male audience, probably. But mm. my followers are, like, nearly 90%, like, female for some reason. And it really, like, resonated with women more. And I was like, I don't understand why, but mm. here we are. So the split is probably, um, like, I've got I've got guys that are, like, 16, that... Just lost and... Just lost yeah. and, like... I'm kind of... The coaching is almost like Big Brother. I'm like... Role
0: model. This is
1: fine. Yeah. And they want to start their own business really young. And I love it. And we create these little plans. And Amazing. like... Really, they're not even little plans, actually. They're massive plans. I shouldn't even undermine it. And like... Wow. I really help them navigate through finding themselves. Same time, I've got people in their 40s, 50s that have multi-million pound businesses that are wow. like struggling with something more personal. So it's interesting for me because it's such a wide range i'm not like niched into one sort of like type of a person i have my it, it's very broad which i like as well it's almost like it's a challenge every time i learn as well from people so i love the conversations i get to have but it also was very eye opening that it doesn't matter who you are it doesn't matter where you're from how much money you have everyone has Everyone has problems yeah. and they're relative. A lot of, I speak to a lot of people that feel bad for even having their problems when there's other stuff going on in the world, but I'm like, your pain is your pain and that's fine and it's okay to feel it and helping people navigate through that. Like the the first step is people allowing themselves to actually just feel it and stop. Feeling bad that they do feel like maybe depressed or anxious and sad all the time mm-hmm. once they can just sit and
0: accept like,
1: it accept it and then you can move on to the next step so yes yeah, it's, it, so it's a wide range
0: obviously you speak to lots of different people yeah. but what I was keen to know is like is there a reoccurring problem or obstacle that's like a different situation like it might be business life relationship whatever it is but it's kind of like the same presenting yeah. issue does that make sense
1: yeah for sure and it's definitely um, something that comes up a lot is people saying that they don't feel motivated or disciplined and I put it like this because what I find a lot of the time is I speak to a lot of people that have lost their purpose and they've lost their why and we have to dig for a while to get to that part but it always ends up in the same place of I think a lot of people get so used to doing... um, They come out of school, they come out of uni, they get this job, everything that they thought they were supposed to do, they've done and they're there and they're in this and they've lost their purpose. What am I here for? What am I doing? And so so much of my time is spent with people peeling the layers off to go, who are you? What do you want? What makes you happy? Uh, why do you want to be here? What do you want to offer to this world and to yourself? Right, cool. That's why you feel terrible all the time because this is who you really want to be, but society's
0: telling you that you should be all of these exactly. of things. And
1: you're trapped in doing things that you don't want to do. And yeah, you know, I, I I honestly think that having purpose is such an important thing because. No one is motivated all the time. The people online that are like uploading videos and stuff telling you they are all the time, they're not. They're disciplined. And they're disciplined because they have purpose and they know that even the mornings that they don't want to do something, they don't want to go for a run, they don't want to go to the gym, they don't want to work. They will do it regardless of how they feel because they're so engrossed in their purpose and the journey and where they want to go, that it's a non-negotiable. And my big thing is like, I, I say I'm an advocate for daily discomfort and that is... Another thing with people a lot is that they avoid that discomfort every day. They avoid doing the things that they know they should do because it's easier to not do it. Whether it's because they feel like they're scared of failing, they're scared of being judged. And that's the biggest hurdle I have for people is getting them over that fear of failing, that fear of being judged and getting more involved in, right, we're going to start doing the things that you know you shouldn't be avoiding. And as soon as people do that, even if it's like just going to... A gym class, it has such a spiral effect on the rest of their life and the rest of their day. Like, the small decisions
0: mm-hmm.
1: really will determine a lot of your life.
0: Yeah, it's so true. Like, obviously, we all do things, the, the things that we want to do. Like, yeah. some days where I wake up and I just want to do content or I really feel like doing a podcast or whatever it is, and I like working on this community and business that I'm creating – but it's definitely on the days where I'm like, I really just don't feel like it today. Yeah. That when I do it, I'm like, wait, I can't actually do this. Yeah. And it's, they're the days that are so much more important. For sure. And I think people don't realise that. And that's why people quit, because of the discomfort of doing that yeah. thing that they don't want to do, rather than pushing through on the days that they really don't want to do that thing. That's what, what where you're going to actually grow more as a person.
1: Yeah, because it's easy when, like... When you're motivated and you feel good and you want to do it, it's easy. And the real judgment of character, I think, is when you don't want to do it. And for me personally, (laughs) I have had to start to analyse and recognise them small decisions where, let's say, for example, I really don't feel like going to the gym after work. And then I know that that small decision has then kind of deterred me from, I'm going to eat a bad dinner. If I eat a bad dinner, I'm going to be annoyed at myself. Then I'm going to talk to people in a grumpy way. And then I wake up and I'm tired, and I'm upset, so now I'm not going to gym in the morning. Now I go into work with a mood, bang, 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 spirals, all the way to, like, that can have a catastrophic moment. For, like, a month. Exactly, where it's like, I don't want to go to gym by go. Now I go home and eat a healthy dinner, and I'm nice to people when I'm polite, and I have a good night's sleep, and I wake up and I go again. And I think we're either on a downward spiral in life and an upward spiral in life. Coasting is, like, the dangerous place as well because you're just kind of existing you're not living you're not doing anything and i think if you're if you're not going up like this and making decisions that keep elevating you you're going to slowly start to go down and it's them small decisions of even um staying for another drink and then you have another drink and now it's like do you know what i mean a kebab at three in the morning somewhere and now you're like hungover and you're that sometimes it's just about being a little bit more conscious of them small moments of when you really like you said, you don't feel like doing something. You have to remind yourself why and the effects that it has going forward. It's not about just skipping, you know, a podcast or a or a workout. It's, it's a lot bigger than that. You're kind of, you have to have integrity with yourself. Mm. That's when we let ourselves down, I think is when we feel our lowest because we know we have more to give.
0: I'm intrigued. Do you still, like, enjoy yourself and have fun or is it
1: very much, (laughs) like,
0: work, 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 like... Yeah, no, for sure. Marathons.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, it depends because it's, like, what do do you enjoy? Like, I... It's funny, like, I enjoy putting myself under pressure. Mm. I feel like I thrive there as a person, signing up for like crazy things like my 30th next year I've got like a whole hoo-ha year planned really I'll announce
0: what's the can you announce one of the crazy maybe one crazy thing that, you, that you're that you thinking about doing
1: um yeah I guess so well on my birthday on my actual 30th I'll be doing an Ironman so wow. I'm starting to train for that now yeah, yeah yeah wow but um yeah I've got a whole theme for the year basically which I'm actually really excited to like announce when I do it but Yeah, like, that to me is fun. Um, But at the same time, absolutely. Like, I really enjoy travelling. I personally am not, like, a big drinker and party person because I have, like, a weird thing with alcohol. It was, like, really detrimental to me growing up. Like, I've seen sort of... My dad, like, really struggled with it. So it was really, like, a trigger for me. Yeah. Um, So I kind of avoid that. And... Um it's hard to like party and socialise a lot without alcohol. So that was like really difficult for me being a sober person. But, so well,
0: are you fully sober?
1: Yeah, I'm not like I'll never drink again. Like
0: But you just choose to avoid it, which is which yeah. is really difficult, isn't it? Because Probably
1: drink like twice a year, maybe.
0: There's such a drink culture, especially in London. Yeah
1: for me it's more of a celebration and I'm like I don't have anything to celebrate this weekend I need to get to work like
0: yeah yeah
1: people think Monday to Friday and then the like everything's over the week's over and I'm like that's the difference between acquiring your dreams and not like if you think Saturday and Sunday like just days to and they are sometimes it's good to go out and have fun and do stuff but sometimes if you want to level up you need to get your head down um, I get
0: the most done on, exactly. on a Sunday is like the best day for me to just exactly to get shit done. So and it's
1: exactly. never really been like when you look at your competition and what you're doing, if you're, most people aren't, aren't doing that. It's never really, I believe it's quite easy to get ahead of the curve now if you utilise that time. So for me, it was always like, I don't have a reason to go out right now mm-hmm. and necessarily celebrate. But I, I travel a lot. I really enjoy travelling seeing new cities and stuff like that so I've done a lot of that this year like I spent a few weeks over like in Asia again went to like Japan and stuff like that so amazing. um yeah yeah, yeah. I, I do still have fun <laughs> yeah <laughs> but I, I like playing guitar I make music a lot as well so that for me is like a sort of downtime as well
0: amazing so what's what's the tra- trajectory for Hercules like what's your plans
1: So, yeah, I thought that I'd have everything figured out and done and dusted before I was 30. Like, kids, married, all this stuff. Haven't done any of it. And I always was a bit worried about turning 30, actually, the last few years. But now I'm, like, really embracing it. And I genuinely am excited for it. And I think what's next for me is... I want to show people that you can keep getting better and we can keep developing and for me it's about challenging myself more putting yeah. my money where my mouth is in terms of being in daily discomfort pushing myself to get even more uncomfortable and really just to keep growing and keep doing what I'm doing especially online with you know making sure that I'm putting out messages every day really what makes me tick now and what makes me happy and what is going to be a fulfilled life for me is knowing that my journey is helping as many people as I can get out of their darkness out of their own head and the best versions of themselves and I'm just locked into that now and whatever I need to do for that and part of that is always developing myself so like I said I've got some big things planned like for next year in terms of things that I want to do in terms of You know, I've always said, like, I want to do things like write books and stuff like that. So I'm planning a lot there. um, And just trying to be in the moment a bit more. It's, you know, not feel like an imposter too much. Like, I find it crazy that people want to listen to what I have to say, but apparently they do. And, you know, just believe in myself with that and keep going.
0: It's interesting that you made the comment about feeling like you should be doing all these things by the time you're 30. Like, yeah. I, so I'm 27 and the other day I went to my friend's baby shower. Yeah. She's like got a house with a boyfriend and oh my God, like so happy for them both. They actually met in Australia and. Yeah. It was kind of weird because I was there and I was thinking, I'm doing like the complete opposite way around because I've like kind of like built my career here yeah and then i'm now going to australia and you're having a baby and i feel like i'm just like yeah i'm, oh, I'm just going to the other side of the world and i'm 27 and we are coming to the end of the podcast but this was something that i was going to mention it's whole like weird thing in your 20s of feeling lost like what should i be doing what's the right thing yeah. to do should i be getting married should i be going traveling and it's just this intense pressure yeah and so many people have said that your 30s are the best years of your life because you get to 30 and you're like, wait, why did I care so much yeah. about what so many people think? And one of my favourite things about living in London is the amount of people in their 30s that you meet that aren't married, yeah. don't have kids, that still don't really know what they're doing and, it's so, and it, it's so accepted to be like that.
1: Well, I think that whole thing in your 20s is down to one thing and it's comparison. The only reason you're wondering if you should have kids and buy a house and all the rest of it is because other people...
0: Your age are doing it. You're doing it. And then you get
1: stuck in that. But your journey is yours. Everyone, I think, is on their own timeline. And life doesn't always, like, give you what you want. It gives you what you need sometimes. And sometimes it takes people a little bit longer to do certain things. And it's just, like, your life doesn't end at 30. I don't know where this, like... It starts, apparently. Exactly. And... I think I've definitely got to the point at this age now where I know myself, I know who my friends are, I know what I like, I know what I don't like. Mm. I'm definitely the wisest I've ever been, and I really don't care what people think about me anymore. And it's so liberating. So just know if you're like in your mid 20s and you're feeling that, it's fine, it's normal, but it will pass and you will soon realize, like when you're at 16 and you're like leaving secondary school, you think you're such an adult and you know everything. And then you look back at 20 and go, And you'll do the same. Yeah. You'll do the same. You'll go through this, oh, I need to have everything figured out. And then you realise you don't. The world doesn't end. Everything's fine. And just keep going at your own pace. You know, Samuel Jackson, for example, one of the most famous actors of all time. He didn't even start acting until he was about 50. Yeah,
0: you hear that a lot, don't Everyone's
1: you? on their own timeline, their yeah. own journey, and just have trust in yours. So, yeah.
0: Well, that's amazing. And that was actually one to ask you for one piece of advice for people in their 20s, but you've just
1: you given it. There we go. Um,
0: well, thank you so much, Hercules. No problem. Thank here. you for having me. I genuinely love speaking to you, um, and good luck with everything planned for the for the next year and yes. your thirties. You as too, well.
1: and I'll see you in Australia <laughs> for the next one. <laughs>